Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, my beautiful queens, and welcome to this episode of Kiss My Crown podcast. I hope you are all doing amazing at the moment. And, you know, it would be, I don't know, very um, ignorant of me not to mention what is going on in the world right now. Um, And it has definitely led to this episode of the podcast. In this week's episode, we're actually going to be talking about masculine energy and feminine energy and, you know, I guess a little bit of the patriarchy and the matriarchy. Now, I do want to preface this with, this, with <laughs> preface this with saying that under no circumstances is this about men versus women. We're going to deep dive a lot into energy here today and yeah, you know, but also we're also going to be sharing about the story about, you know, why it is that I'm here and what it is that I'm doing and why now more than ever do I really believe in what it is that I'm doing. So, you know, and I know as I said, I want to preface it with it's never about, you know, men versus women. We are talking about masculine energy and feminine energy today. And, you know, both of us, we all have both. You know, like this is not about gender and this is not a gender war. So I just really want to make that really clear before we get into it. So let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about what's happening in the Queen Creations world. Well, next week, the doors officially open to the Kiss My Crown Academy and the Kiss My Crown Masterclass is available. I mean, how freaking exciting is that? I've been putting so much energy and effort into you know, building this course. Um, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Enrollments actually are open now, which is amazing. So you can actually sign up to that. And I'm not even kidding you. It's $55. Um, for my first masterclass, $55. And you actually get lifetime access to this course. It's over three hours worth of content. We break it down into three modules and you can take it at your own pace. There is a workbook that goes with it. Um, as well as like some meditation. So we've got a, um, you know, like a full boss babe sort of affirmations as well as a guided visualization meditation as well. So this is all included within the course. So if you haven't already, just head over to queencreationsdesign.com, go to the courses tab and there it is. Kiss my crown masterclass, sign up, 55 bucks. It's not always going to be this price and places are strictly limited. So the most amount of people that I'm actually letting into this course in this round is 10 people. That's it. Um, because I'm launching my, it's my first and also, you know, time constraints. So 10 and 10 only. So get in there, try it out, see what you think. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So I guess I wanted to started, you know, talking about why it is I do what I do. And for me, and so I guess a little bit of my background and my story of how I've gotten here, um, and where that sort of, come from. So I had said over the past four years, but when I really look back at it, it's sort of been since around about 2015. So to put it in perspective for you, in 2015, I just sort of went through something that just 
almost broke me, sort of mentally, spiritually, just, I don't know, I, I came to a point in my life where I I hit rock bottom and I didn't know where I belonged and I'd lost all my confidence and I just, I didn't even know who I was. And, you know, for me, I, I needed to find my way. I needed to find who I was. Um, you know, like everything had broken down and, and now looking back at it, I obviously know that that was for a reason to direct me to where I needed to be. But yeah, like, like things just really went to shit, if I'm going to be honest, in 2015. And, um, and what I didn't realize is, you know, and you know what it's like, if you've been there and you've hit rock bottom before and you're just like, please just either make it be over or help me. You know, you're sort of in that moment down on your knees, sort of praying to the to the higher good. So whether this is God, universe, source, goddess, whatever you want to use, but you're like, please help me. Please, please either make this end now or please just help me find what it is that I'm meant to find. Help me to find who I am. Help me to get up off the ground. Help me to start living my life every day, but please give me some freaking purpose. Like just enough is enough. Just fucking help me. <laughs> Right, we all sort of get. I don't know. If, well, I mean, most of us sort of get to that sort of point at some sort of time. From that point, you know, I started sort of experimenting with my spirituality and and mindset. And this is where I first started getting into like a lot of mindset work. And you know, like I was in a really really dark place, and I knew I had to turn that around. And and if you've heard my story before, this is sort of where I started looking at gratitude and trying to find some light within the end of the tunnel. But something that I also knew is that I had lost every ounce of confidence, um, self-worth that I ever had. I was at the lowest of my lows when I looked at myself personally. Like I, I had nothing. Like I didn't feel like, like I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything, and I definitely didn't have that confidence. So that was the moment that I started to train properly in professional wrestling because there was just something in me that I just knew that I had to go to do something to get out of my comfort zone. I don't know why I felt like I really felt drawn and called to do that. Like it, it was just something telling me like you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to get out of your comfort zone. And by getting out of my comfort zone allowed me to be able to sort of, I guess, rebuild myself. You know what I mean? I push myself out of this comfort zone and I push myself physically. So in this case, this is when I went to professional wrestling and this is when I went and joined my husband's co- uh, company and started training at ACW or Adelaide Championship Wrestling. At this point, at 2015, what my son was four years old, um, you know, and I was like, I don't know, what was I? 30-something years old. <laughs> I wasn't young. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I went and did this. And this is, you know, professional wrestling is typically usually a man's sport, but it's also a young man's sport. And and I went and did that. And I think this has sort of set off my path and my course to where I am now is because when I started doing that, I very quickly, you know, I started with my best friend, which was absolutely amazing. And, you know, we got to have our first debut match against each other and together which was absolutely amazing. But soon after that, she left. 
And she left because, you know, she got married, she went on a honeymoon, of course she got pregnant, and which is amazing, you know, and absolutely fabulous. But she, you know, in that moment sort of when it came to wrestling, like I was left alone, you know, I was then, after she left, the only female um, in wrestling. And so, you know, I had this goal that I wanted to be a champion, but how was I going to be a champion if there was no women or a women's division to be a champion? So, you know, this sort of led me along a path of, you know, trailblazing and making my own legacy within wrestling. And and I literally had to start fighting for not just equality, but for opportunities, just like my male counterparts had. So I actually had to step in the ring with my male counterparts because there, was, there wasn't anyone else for me to wrestle. And if I wanted to win a championship and I wanted to do it where I was wrestling, this is what I had to do. I had to create my own path. I had to forge my own path, which is not one that really, you know, we've, ha- we've had, you know, like a few women were doing it here and there, but not consistently like I was where I, you know, I made it a mixed division. And, you know, so I did this and, and, you know, and I got to achieve everything that I set out to achieve. I got to be the champion. um, And I was a champion amongst men, not just a champion amongst women, but I was a champion amongst men. And, you know, and, and every single wrestling match, I just, you know, it took me to the limit. It really did. You know, I had to up my game. I had to give it my blood, my sweat, my tears, and little broken broken bones <laughs> to get to that point. And I started to realize my my strength that I could actually do anything that I wanted to do if I just wanted to put my mind to it. And along the lines, and it's funny enough because it was wrestling that then introduced me into fashion. You know, where I started making wrestling gear. And I was making wrestling gear, you know, like I just got out my mum's old like sewing machine and overlocker and just started making wrestling gear because what I wanted wasn't available or, you know, or I could get it similar to what I wanted, but it was like get coming over from the UK or, or that and it was just, or USA and it was just really, really expensive. And anyway, it sort of allowed me to start discovering my creative path and, and it allowed me to discover, you know, for probably for the first time in my life of actually being able to be creative and being good at something straight away without ever having to, you know, like I just picked it up naturally and that had never happened to me before that moment. And then once I got into that, then the opportunity to go to fashion school arose, you know, I saw like with university and I applied even though you know, I was 36 years old, you know, I st- and I applied and then I got in, you know, like, and, you know, like, and it just led to these sort of opportunities. And then when I was at fashion school was when I really realized that I had this really deep yearning to empower women. And at the time I thought my sort of calling was to empower women through inclusive clothing. So making clothing for women based on, you know, made to measure, made to order. So, and, you know, and that meant any size. So it meant that you, you know, you didn't have to fit the mold for for me to make clothes for you. I was going to make badass clothes and I was going to make them for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, and it would be made to order and made to measure, so specifically for you. So you could feel like a fucking badass, right? Because there's nothing worse than going to the shop and not fitting anything or it doesn't fit right and all that sort of bullshit. So this was about really empowering you. 
And I think during that journey, you know, that was my passion the whole way through fashion school. And then I started to realize that, you know, empowering women wasn't just about dressing them or putting clothes on them. Like that was almost a band-aid solution is that I then quickly realized it needed to come from the inside out. So then, you know, then was born the podcast, you know, and it started out as Queen Creations Radio. And as you know, this year it is now the Kiss My Crown podcast because, you know, I knew that I needed to start being able to empower women from the inside out, so from mindset out. So this is what this podcast was all about. And, you know, funny enough, you know, you know, last year I was meant to finish my you know, my fashion school degree. And, you know, during that time when they'd really encouraged me to do this inclusive fashion, that when push come to shove, they had absolutely no interest in supplying me with the models or anything like that to be able to do that. And I had to make a choice of whether I just went along and just did my final collection, you know, with models that they were willing to supply, which for me was out of alignment and out of integrity with what it is that I had been preaching and what it is that I really, really, truly believed in, or do I just quit? And so I had made that decision to quit because I I didn't, you know, I had already built a brand before I even got to my final collection. I had built a brand. I had built a following. Everyone knew what my message was. It was about empowering women and being inclusive of that. And, you know, and it came to that point of how was I going to put out this final collection if I wasn't in alignment with that, you know, but out of that was born this podcast. And now, you know, like through coaching and and mentoring through my podcast and just sharing things that it is that I've gone through because I believe that other people are probably going through them as well and having this deep yearning to want to empower women, which has now led me to where I am now. I've been a women's empowerment coach, a self-love coach, um, a coach of like, women being able to realize their full potential and go for it. So, you know, things come full circle and sometimes the universe has other messages in mind. Now, I, you know, when I look back on this, like I absolutely wholeheartedly know that this was no accident that I've ended up here where I am and the path that I've taken to get here. Um, what I realized is that it was a calling from the universe. It was a calling. But at the time, I wasn't fully attuned to it. But I, f- I trusted and followed anyway, you know, like, so I, I definitely can easily say I was not looking at the big picture, you know, of what this could be in 10 years time. Like I was so focused when I went to fashion school, I was so focused. I was going to have my own label and I was going to do this and I was going to do that and blah, 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 blah. But I wasn't looking at a big picture and I wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't open to other ideas because I was definitely open to other ideas because this is how I've ended here, but I wasn't closed to other ideas either. So as much as this was my idea, I just knew, I don't know, I've always known that I've wanted to have more. Like I didn't just want it to be just fashion or just my podcast or just this or just that. I wanted it to be this whole umbrella of things. And, you know, and I left myself open enough to be able to follow the signs um, as well as taking that inspired action just as they come up. And here we are, you know, we fast forward four years and here we are. But it's so funny. So recently, obviously, like, you know, I've just launched my first online course. And this is a course that I was really felt online to do. Like, I'm like, yeah, I really want to do this online coaching space because I feel that I can help 
millions of women, thousands of women, millions of women, like however big, big we want to learn out of it. But by doing online courses, I can help the many, I can help the masses, not just the few. And so it was something that I really wanted to do. And, and I just, you know, like with wrestling, like with fashion school, I sort of just fell into it and I just went along and I just did it. But I must admit for the, like the other night, for the first time in my life, and this is after everything that's going on in the world at the moment. And yes, and here I am, I'm talking about Russia and I'm talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about coming out of a, a pandemic to potentially looking at a war, you know, like so for the first time in my life, it just, it just hit me. It just, it, it actually hit me in such an overwhelming way that all of a sudden I just became so crystal clear on what it is that I'm here to do. And just how fucking needed it is in this world right now. You know, my job is is to empower other women to live to their full potential, to live their wildest fucking dreams, to get wealth into the hands of these women. Because once I do that, these women then go on to literally change the world by spreading their wealth and their gifts. Because, you know, here I am, I'm realizing what my gifts are. And, and then I want to pass them on to other women and who other women who will then pass them on to other women and so forth and so on, you know, and like by making myself successful, by making myself wealthy, and then I pass that on to other women, that knowledge, um, you know, it creates this flow on effect. It is like dropping the pebble in the ocean and just watching it ripple out to cause a tsunami across the other side of the world. This is, this is what this is about. And so for the first time in my life, I realized, fuck, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is why I'm meant to be doing it. And this is why it's so fucking important right now to do this. So, you know, maybe you ask, you know, like, you know, how does that actually change the world? Well, right now we are living in what we, I, you know, what we can easily refer to as a masculine energy or the patriarchy, if you will. Now, I said this to begin this episode with, this is not about men versus women. This is not about gender versus gender. This is not about women taking over, but this is ta- this is about energy. This is about feminine energy and masculine energy. And I really, I think that we get so caught up in this and we start seeing it as a war of the genders and all this sort of stuff that it, it's it's not that at all. It, it is really not that at all. This is about fucking energy and we need to take off that like, you know, that he said, she said bullshit. Like we need to, we need to take those goggles off and we need to look at this for what it is. And this is about energies. This is about, and you know, and, and the theory of energy goes back, you know, we've all heard of the yin and yang, Right. This is about balance. This is about harmony. And this is about how it's actually meant to be is that the the feminine energy and the male energy or the yin and the yang is meant to be balanced with one another, right? And this is how life is always meant to be. And you've heard me talk about the universal laws before. And so there's two universal laws that really come up to my mind in this one. And we have what we call the law of polarity, right? And this means that there's no light without the dark, you know, there's a feminine and the masculine. There is, you know, the the hope and the despair. There is the angry and the happy. Like there's, the, you can't have one without the other, right? And this also is then we do have what we call the law of gender. And again, it is not, 
it shouldn't be called the law of gender. It should be called the law of energy, if I'm honest, um, because this is about where absolutely everything has a feminine and a masculine energy. And regardless of what your gender is and how you identify your gender, you actually have both masculine and feminine qualities or energy and attributes about you, right? We all are meant to have a balance of both. And when we have a a great balance of both is when we're harmonious and this is when things work the way they should do. And I'll be really, really honest here. So for me personally, I have run on masculine energy for pretty much the most part of my life. In fact, I have run on masculine energy probably until this year. That is where this is at for me. And I'll be so honest with it. You know, like um, I really went out of my way to suppress my feminine energy for the most part of my life. I was always a tomboy as I grew up in my life. Um, I was always really competitive and I really actually felt incompetent, not just like was I competitive and and that. And, you you know, you see me now, like I'm really goal-driven. I'm really assertive. Like these are, these are the qualities that I have. Um, but when I looked at competitiveness and being in competition, I always felt like women were my competition, that there wasn't enough to go around and that if another woman succeeded, then that meant that they were taking that sort of light away from me. Um, and I was definitely really taught... You know, and I think that most women are taught this growing up is that um, feminine energy is believed to be weak and pathetic and emotional. That's the way that it's sort of, you talk, oh, you're so emotional right now. You know, oh, you must be on your period because you're so emotional right now. You know, we get taught like that. It's a really, really bad thing. And we get told, we get told that it's a sign of weakness, right? So what exactly is masculine energy and and sort of what is feminine energy? So let's have a look at masculine energy first. Masculine masculine energy is often described or considered as the following sort of traits. It's logical, strong, risk-taking, controlling, competitive, focused, confident, stable, clear, assertive, and goal-driven. And it's seen as active energy. And, you know, quite frankly, most of those describe me to a T, you know, like I know that I am strong and I'll, quite often I'll think of things in a logical manner. Um, I will take calculator risks. I'm, I'm a control freak. I'm the first to say that I am control freak. I like, you know, I'll have my plan and I'll control things down to the very minute. And when I don't feel in control is when I, I, I hate it, right? I'm definitely competitive. I am focused. I am confident. And, and I'm, you know, extremely assertive and I'm goal-driven, you know, like if I was to look at that list, that describes who I am. But I must admit that, that lately I have felt out of alignment and I felt called to embrace and learn about my feminine energy. And I think because I was taught to suppress it. And then sometimes when we talk about feminine energy, we can also talk about sexuality as well. When we're sort of taught to like, oh, you know, women can't be too sexy. Otherwise they're like sluts or they can't be like, if then, you know, not sexy enough or like, you know, too conservative, then they're prudes, you know, like, it's just like, it's always been this like, oh, what the fuck do you want? Like, I don't know. Right. Um, but I have definitely felt out of alignment and there's something in me that I have felt called to embrace and learn about my feminine energy. 
right? And this is something, you know, like I said, feminine energy or masculine energy is not restricted to your gender. You know, I'm just, you know, like, for example, I've just shown you that I have spent 38 years of my life in masculine energy, but I'm not a male, right? So this is nothing to do with gender. And I just want to make that really, really clear. So what's feminine energy then? So we've looked at male energy or masculine energy. What's feminine energy? It is very intuitive. It's generous. It's nurturing, creative, collaborative, caring, respectful, receiving, being, like being in the moment, expressive, grateful, and in flow. And then it's quite often referred to as passive energy instead of active energy. And I think that we quite often we mistake passive energy um, as weakness when really it's about being in tune with the universe and actually going with the flow. And, you know, then I look at myself as well. Like I, I see myself as very creative and I love to collaborate. I love being collaborative with other people. Um, you know, like so for me, you know, so I did kind of have some of those feminine energies but definitely was way higher in the masculine energy. And what I think, you know, when we look at the world and as it is and what, what all this stuff's going on at the moment is that for a really, really long time, the world has actually been acting in this massive masculine energy and it's been acting through sort of control, which is then being fueled by fear and scarcity. And we're taught from like babies that there isn't enough to go around that money and other resources are completely limited. You know, the person standing next to you is your competition. You know, God forbid if they shine, you can't shine too. You know, we need to, we need a tall poppy syndrome. We need to bring them down, right? Because we can't have them stealing what should be ours. And we talk about things like the elite 1%. And we talk about, when we talk about the elite 1%, that's millionaires and billionaires. That's only, you know, that's reserved for the, for the 1%. Right. But when we actually look at, but, you know, and this is what we've got to realize is that, you know, when we're acting from this masculine energy, it is about control. It, it is about, it's about conjuring fear and scarcity so that people conform so that we don't have to share things around. We don't have to share the wealth and we don't have to, you know, like we have, this is not enough to go around. Like, so if it's me or it's you, you know, like there's that sort of sacrifice there. But if we look, um, we and, and this is the thing, and this, you know, when we talk about this stuff as well, is that this is so much more prevalent when it comes to women in this world. And again, you know, like I said, you know, we, I say it's not about gender, but in this case, I am talking about gender because we need to look at the history of women in this case. And, you know, if we look at that history, women for hundreds of years, you know, We've had so many rights that, you know, basic rights that men have always had that we don't get to have. And they are things like voting, having our own money. Um, you know, there was even a point in time where we weren't even allowed to inherit our own money or assets. So they had to go to our husbands. And if we didn't have husbands and they would go to our brothers and, you know, for them to look after us, you know, because we couldn't look after ourselves, um, you know, like, and, you know, and I was reading a book recently is that we can all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And, 
you know, they went a lot into the history of that as well, you know, about the bias that women face when they try to get loans. Because, you know, even in like the 70s, you could have a single man and a single woman, they would both go for a loan, but the woman would get like 30 to 40% less than what the man would get because she's a one. Simply because they could have the same job, the same income, have the same, you know, financial history, but they would get less money because there is a bias. And the reason why there is this bias is because, you know, men for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years have been allowed to control their own money. They've been allowed to vote, you know, like, and this is why they can be millionaires so easily because they've had that practice in doing so. They've been taught that they can have that. Where women, we're we're told, you know, we've been told for a hundred years that we can't actually have that, right? But if we look back over history as well and we look to BC times, so before Christ times, the rules are actually a lot different then and women saw a lot of equality, right? And, you know, women were seen as, as equal and just as powerful and they had equal financial rights. They were allowed to own property and, you know, the power was shared between both the masculine and the feminine energy. And at this particular point, things were quite harmonious and in balance. But as we all know, somewhere along the line that changed. And, you know, when that started changing, you know, we started burning women at the stake for having opinions, for using their feminine powers, for being in touch with their feminine powers, for being healers, for speaking out, you know, somewhere along the lines that changed And, you know, and we literally started burning women at the stake. Now, this causes things like generational trauma, you know, like like literal generational trauma that takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for women to get over, that women born today still carry from the wounds of our ancestors because that that shit doesn't go away. It is actually when things like that happen, and this is what you don't realize, it changes a person's DNA. And when it changes your DNA, then you then pass that DNA on to your daughter or your son and vice versa. So when this shit's actually happening, you know, it literally changes your DNA, all right? And we carry those wounds through us, you know, for lifetimes and they become generational curses that we need to work to break. So, you know, from there that, you know, the masculine energy you know, quickly took over and so did the need for control, right? And the control and then like creating fear. So there was scarcity and there's not enough to go around. So people would conform and they would do as they're told and they wouldn't question anything and we would keep the money in the hands of the elite 1%. So we fast forward today and here we are completely fueled by this masculine energy, the patriarchy, and we were literally at the mercy of this masculine energy-filled egos who continue to scare us into conforming. And and literally this is where we are. We, we literally have this male ego that is fueled by this like toxic masculinity who is going to war with another country, who is trying to cause another world war just to fuel his fucking ego right? And, you know, like, and and this is all it's about. It's about that masculine ego. It's about that need for power and that need for control. And it's just on freaking steroids, right? So if we flash back a little bit, the Dalai Lama, he once made a statement that said, and it shook the world when he made this statement, it said, the world will be saved by the Western woman. So what does this mean? 
what it actually means that it is time for an awakening, for women to realize that they too hold power. And it is time for them to step into that power. It is time for you to step into your power and be a change. We are meant to live in abundance with plenty to go around for everyone. Money can be limitless as can love. Right? And how fucking powerful is that? And so this was in the moment when I realized that for me, by teaching and encouraging women to be the most confident, powerful, and best versions of themselves, I'm actually changing the fucking world. And then by you stepping into that power, by you going out and getting coaching to realize and to be the most confident, powerful, and best version of yourself, you're changing the fucking world. Like you're literally changing the world, right? We start to realize that we can have, you know, so much more than just motherhood or just marriage and that we can actually, in fact, have it all. We can have marriage. We can have motherhood. We can have careers. We can have our own businesses. We can be successful. We can be gorgeous. We can be sexy. We can be pretty. We can be in flow. Whatever it is that we want to be, we can have it and we can have it all. And from there, we can be successful. And we can be millionaires and we can change the fucking world. This is where we are right now, right? Imagine what a world of successful women millionaires or multimillionaires or billionaires would actually look like. How would employment change? You know, think about that because, you know, when we look at employment, it comes from masculine energy because a man works the best, you know, with that sort of routine in that nine to five and that go, go, go and hitting these sales targets and doing this and doing that. But there's no space in there for creativity. There's no space in there to to work when you're inspired or to work when you have the energy. There's no space in there to have children because God forbid you know, like a woman can't earn superannuation while she's at home raising children. So we'll disadvantage her that way. You know, a, a woman has to take a year off to raise a child, you know, but we won't pay her to do so, even though she's bringing in the new generation. And it definitely took a man to make a baby as well. You know, women are disadvantaged with that sort of stuff. And that's not what this is sort of meant to be. So imagine how employment would change if more women were in charge. You know, like you would have work flexibility. You would have these roles where, you know, you're not paid on an hourly basis. You're paid for doing particular jobs. And if you take five minutes to do them, fantastic. If it takes you 15 hours to do them, so be it. Um, you'd be have the flexibility to be able to take time off because your child's not well. You'd have the flexibility to work when your children's at school and then be able to go pick them up. This is what I mean by how would employment actually change if we were to look at that, how would these women, these millionaires, multimillionaires, these billionaire women who have realized their power, how would these women use their money to help others? Because here's a reality, and this is a statistic, and you can go look it up if you want to, but the reality is that more women donate to charity than men do. And if we look at the baby boomer era, you know, like these white old men ain't doing shit with their money. They aren't, they're not donating it to anyone. They're not helping anyone with it. And it was something like 75 or 85, something, something ridiculous percent more women in that age bracket donate to charity to help others, right? And again, it's not about men versus women. Then we're talking about this energy here because, 
you know, the boomer era was very much about a masculine energy, right? It wasn't about, you know, and women stayed home and they did this and they kept the house. God, I live with a boomer for Christ's sake. And, you know, some of the shit I hear some days, I just want to, I just, you know, yes, it's my father and I absolutely adore and love him, but I also want to throttle him at the same time because his opinion can be so freaking outdated and so misogynistic and so degrading that I just want to slap him silly with my high heel, right? But, you know, that's where I'm here to educate him as well. And, you know, and to bring him out of that masculine energy. And as I said before, this is never about women having more power than a man. And it's not about having more feminine energy than masculine energy. What we're actually looking at is balancing both the masculine and the feminine. We're looking about balancing that energy. All right. And, you know, unfortunately at this moment, masculine energy has had a massive head start. And we're now seeing the ramifications of being out of balance for so fucking long. And this is the exact reason it is, you know, and it was in this moment when I see everything that is going on in this world. And it is the exact reason why I know why I have been called to do what I'm doing. And, and for the first time in my life, I am so fucking crystal clear on what it is that I've been put here on this planet to do. And, you know, and you know what that means? It obviously, like I said to you before, like I have run so much out of masculine energy. It's now it's time for me, just like you, to embrace your feminine energy. And, you know, let go of that control and go a little bit with that flow and get back to our intuition and be intuitive and be soulful. Because, you know, like you have the ability within your that. This is what you don't realize. You are that fucking powerful that you can change the world. You just don't know it yet. You just don't know it yet. So join me. Let's, I don't know, let's experiment. Let's, um, let's not experiment, explore our feminine energy. Let's step into our power. Let's find the resources. Let's find the coaches. Let's sign up for the programs. Let's do the things that we need to do to bring the world back to balance so that we have our feminine and our masculine living harmoniously together as it is meant to do. And if you haven't already noticed yet, like that shift, that shift of power is already fucking happening, right? It's not, you know, as much as I'm saying like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be ahead of it and we're going to, we're going to be a part of it. No, it's realizing that it's actually already going on. But now it is time for all of us to step into our power. And if anybody would like to do that with me, then I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready to receive you as a client, you know, and I'm ready to step up and be your mentor. Um, If not, there's plenty of free resources out there to start exploring this, you know, start working on your female friendships and working on that feminine energy. All right, I just could not believe how, like I said, th- this episode was universe-driven. It was something that I was called to record. And, you know, like what I've realized in my own business, it's been what I've been called to do. So I was so passionate about it. Thank you for sticking with me. I hope everybody is okay. My thoughts are to anybody who is going through anything to do 
with what's going on in this world at the moment. And, and if you are somebody who's having to go through war, my heart is with you. Um, just, but just know that, you know, people care. We're out here and we care and you're not alone. All right, I'm going to catch you in the next episode, which is a really special one for International Women's Day. So thank you so much for joining me today. You know where to find me. Get on the socials, contact me, do what it is that you want to do. If you feel called to do so, then please slide into my DMs and we can talk about coaching. I will see you in the next episode. So much love. And just this week, I just want you to focus on just letting go a little bit and taking a moment of quiet to just really get in touch with your feminine side. Love you all. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure you head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.